0: Hey, y'all, you're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms and Movies, the DSM podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using Black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your host, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor. And Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. What's popping, y'all? This episode, we are talking about the 1984 musical slash romance. It's a terrible romance. I hope no one's romance looks like this slash drama, <laughs> Purple Rain. <laughs> Well, you know, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today <laughs> to get through this thing called life. We call it life. Ain't that, that is a real ass quote right there. I mean, I'm going to just start saying that at every function. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. That's it. That's how I'm going to start every, everything. Every class now is going to be started like that. <laughs> is it, it going to be you? Are you like going to play the track? Is it? Are <laughs> You know, I have I have a new class coming for the summer. And so I think it's just it's just gonna be me. Like when oh, I walk okay. in and I'm ready to start class, dearly beloved,
1: I need a purple <laughs> Girl, suit.
0: <laughs> I need a purple suit. <laughs> it's about to be lit. Let me break that down. <laughs> it's purple suit. Okay. So I just yo, princess that do, um the baby has been, is and will be, um, the little tiny man. Just great things come in small packages. Sure do, sure do. He's the only man that I know, maybe besides McJames that was able to pull off a pair of heels. <laughs> he looked good in them, especially when he was doing that last little scene. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. I have so many like aunts and just people that I have known that are madly in love with Prince, and I yes. just don't see it. You don't, you don't see it. <laughs> he just I, doesn't do it for me. It's no, not one even one with the, the same complexion. That, is, mm, mm. Mm. Is that and so it is? Th- that's not cute. And then he's <laughs> so, so little and tiny and just compact. I feel like I'm taller than him. We might be the same height, but I, I feel be. like I'm taller what than his him. And are. I know I'm thicker than him. Mm. Mm. I don't want him wearing my clothes. Um, I don't think he would fit it, actually. Blouses. His blows. Yeah. (laughs) No. I'm just, I mean, watching it again in this grown age, I feel a little differently about it than I did when I was a kid. Same. Yeah. Um, I I see the art, right? I'm like Mm -hmm. able to recognize the art that was happening um, within the film. Um, When I was a child, I was like, What's happening here? I'm I'm a little a little lost. Like mm. <laughs> there were there were a lot of questionable moments for me and I just I didn't get it. Maybe I still don't. I don't know. I appreciate it as well. Uh also appreciate the art of it. Um mm-hmm. I think I had a lot more sympathy as a child. I was like, oh, he has all of this mm-hmm. hard stuff going on for his life. Like, whoo. And now I'm like, I don't give a damn. You grown. Stop being a fuck boy. Heal. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> which is terrible. Well, and I shouldn't be this very judgmental. It's very judgy of me, but I also feel like it is you're bringing your trauma into every other facet of your life and which is not fair for everyone around you. But in his defense, <laughs> don't want to hear it. Yeah, no, I, I get it. No, 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 I fully I fully and understand it, and I agree with you, which is why yeah. I'm like I'm glad that as a child, I had that sympathy. That now I'm just like, handle yeah. your shit. Handle your B.I. I mean, yes. And I also feel that it was one of those reoccurring like, traumas. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this is just something that happened to me. And I have mommy, daddy issues. Like, he was actually like, he's still, very, in, it. He's still in it. Right. And so it was his life. And I don't think that he was able to separate them, you know. I think his his art was was his way of, of coping. That was his therapy. Very much so glad that he had that art form, and I'm very much so glad that we got all of the beautiful art that we did get from Prince while he was here with us. I appreciate mm. him so much. I appreciate him for being the boss and teaching everybody that you have mm. to own your own stuff, how important yes. that is, how the the nec- mm. the necessity of black ownership and all of those things. And these people's kids, like he told Alicia Keys, these people's kids is not going to college off of my back. Mm. Mm, straight Straight like that that's it that's all like that um but anywho as far as quotes um Mm -hmm. the only one i think well some of them are kind of sad and dark most of mine are really sad and dark um they always (laughs) what is it friend what is the quote that is darkest let's start there okay you want the darkest first that makes me laugh like like Gut, like oh, it hurts. Like oh, I have to pee. Kind of laugh when I think about it. Oh god, there was nothing so funny. After, exactly. Right. So after, <laughs> uh, spoilers, all out the film, also out the episode. So if you haven't watched the film, like you should go do that first. But after uh, the kid, daddy shoot himself in the head, and he come to the club, <laughs> it would, <went> dr- <laughs> it would. all peeking, and they say. <laughs> How's the family? (laughs) He was so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why was he like that? Do you know what what type of person you have to be for someone's father to attempt suicide? (laughs) How's Mm -hmm. the family? (laughs) It's so annoying. <laughs> so annoying! Oh, it makes me laugh. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing the scene in my head right now. It is bringing me so much guttural joy, and uh, that's so terrible. And I hope that no one can relate. <laughs> right? I mean, dang! And then I think, well, it wasn't necessarily a quote, but in in terms of that, it like that, the outline, the chalk outline of his. <laughs> Like, why did it? <laughs> and I get it. I I understand, like, there was a purpose for it. But it was just, like, it was funny. It was comical in a sense. Like, <laughs> they had to do something like that. <sighs> I would flash back to that, too. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, and the gun filling up here. And it... <laughs> and it kept going back and forth, and I get the drama that was supposed to be happening. It was like, oh my god, like you know, I'm in the scene where my dad decided that he was going to do this, like like do this this act, and it's like, why did the chalk outline look like this? Like it reminds oh! me, of, <laughs> it reminds me of coming to America. Ooh. Damn shame they did that doll. Exactly. Damn shame what he did to his daddy or what his daddy did to himself. Mm. Moving right along. Okay, another quote that's dark, but that is not funny, but it it kind of more so exemplifies the darkness is Mm. when his dad tells the mother, I can make you happy if you just believed in me. Mm, why is that funny? I said it's not funny. I said it's not funny. It's not funny. I said it's not funny at all. It more so exemplifies the darkness that they were trying to convey. It's just one of the ones that stick out to me because it's so heavy. It's so heavy. But then, to bring it back to the lightness, your lips will make a lollipop too happy. I said, what kind (laughs) of... La- I would have got it. I liked the way- it. That would make me smile. If somebody said that to me. I'm like, mm. <laughs> you gonna poke up? It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I guess I, I guess that's a cute little pickup line, y'all. Use that on Courtney when you see her next time. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> too happy. <laughs> <laughs> what would not work on me, though, and what I felt like was not okay, mm-hmm. you have to purify yourself in the Lake Minnetonka. You have to purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka. What? Favorite line. Favorite line. Friends, I don't know if you know this, but I lived in Minnesota, Minnetonka, Minnesota, for, like, nine months. I never my, purified myself. Like, that was on my, like, things to do you didn't do it i did not dip that toe in there no i did not no unfortunately it was I like wanted minnetonka to. dirty like was no. there a reason that you didn't purify yourself and like minnetonka that's <laughs> it in my prince voice <laughs> <laughs> no like honestly like it was just like where first of all where is it where does it start where does it end Clearly, it don't matter because Apollonia just took, got down to her drawers and jumped in the water. She was like, I'm her. ready, baby. She said, I'm going to do what Purify it takes me. to be a star. Purify myself. Yeah, I just... Yeah. You know, I didn't even go to his house. It was real sad. I should have went. But I don't know not, if I would go to his house. He said he didn't want that type of stuff. So I know. It feels kind of weird doing that type of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, maybe that's why I never really decided to go... It, that wasn't priority, but getting to Lake Minnetonka was. I was like near it at a restaurant. That was the closest. I didn't even get in it though. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna make it happen. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So as far as quotes for me, I just Morris. Morris was the the comical relief, I guess. He in was this the star film. of the film, okay. First of, he of all. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote. Is it? <laughs> yes. Um, his dance and moves. And that is drone. Right. Drone. <laughs> drone. And then yes. oh Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah. uh, and, and when they was doing their little audition, let's have some ass wiggling. I want perfection. Let's have some action. Let's have some asses wiggling. I want some perfection. <laughs> Like, he was just so extra. Like, why? You got to be like this, Maurice? I loved it. Every second of it made List- film for me. Right. And, I, of course, <laughs> like, the first part of the film with him running down the stairs into the car had me... Okay, now that was funny. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, because when I watch it again, I'm like, he's an idiot. Like, why are you <laughs> running into the car like this? But, you know, honestly, I think it's because if I tried to run down the stairs like that, I would have fell. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, me and stairs, we don't really, we don't go very well together. And, and there were so many, too. Like, it wasn't like three stairs. It was like at least eight of them that he just, you know. He must have been high for that to happen. And even if I if that was the case, like he did very well high running down those stairs into the car, like that was perfect. I wonder how many times they had to do that. I bet it wasn't in a script. Yeah, you know, I, I bet it wasn't. And you know, if it were me, I probably would have fell the last three stairs and fell out my shoe like that one time in band camp. <clears throat> well, we just want perfection, that's all. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to freak out this story. What <laughs> time I can't believe I fell out my shoe, friend. It was the last three stairs. Like, why? <laughs> and the guy who was helping me, like, picked up my shoe. Here's your shoe. Here's my shoe. Here's your shoe, ma'am. <laughs> he wanted to laugh so bad. I could see it. I got on that bus so quick. Uh Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> my my other favorite quote it is too long to quote but it was just jerome and morris being them and the stupid ass password so what's password <laughs> yeah <laughs> password. say the password what say the password onion head the password is what that's what i'm asking you it's the password the password is it the password is what it. you just said so the password isn't it the password is what got it i got it right it will right what <laughs> the password is what <laughs> exactly what the and, and that it lasted how long <laughs> like too damn long too long But that was one of my favorite ones, like parts. And again, I can I can see the comedy. For me, I was the opposite as a kid. I felt like this movie is so sad. Like there's no, there's just all sadness here. But I can see the little spots of like ah, ah. (laughs) I feel like um, Princess Anne Morris's eyes. Mm. Communicated so much throughout this film, from the Didn't you know prince and his intenseness it. and mm. Morris's, right? Just it was so I don't annoying. know what word that is. It just it it gives me it gives me so much pleasure. I love them. <laughs> what was that? The Apollonia Six is that the name of the the group? Her group, Apollonia Six. So especially that made me think of that scene when he's like sitting at the bar and he he recognizes Prince over his shoulder at the bar and like looks, gives him that look. I, that's exactly what comes to mind when he was communicating with his eyes. Ooh, that set him off. I'm such a hater. With that, let's get into these diagnoses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I agree. And then speaking of what, speaking of just sorry real quick the fact that you said they communicated so much with their eyes is that is so interesting because the trivia for imdb was um that they didn't even speak to each other morris said 18 things to the kid the kid said nothing to morris
1: and yeah he only talked to
0: jerome right and it was just <laughs> what i don't care that's it that's the one line This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was like i don't have to talk to these scumbags they're less than me. Like, I would know, rather Tasha Jerome too. I low key thought Jerome was was the most handsome man in the in the film. He was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. indeed. All right, again, mm-hmm. Prince just doesn't do it for me. I just I don't get it, guys. I'm he sorry. He didn't like the taco meat. I, hate it. I love the taco meat. He was glistening. <laughs> See why the lady love you. Well, little arm was cut. It just At least, it's not it's not cute. No <laughs> it yeah. he has to be. There's no there's no body fat. He's so small. That's that's like legit skeletal and muscle and tissue. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Why he gotta be like Do you know who you talking about? <laughs> yes. And I love him dearly. And snack. I think he is a genius and he is just not sexy to me some stuck on his he don't need me he has millions and millions of women that are madly in love with him to this Mm -hmm. day he don't need me so i'm sure Mm -hmm. my little comments about how his booty is too small wouldn't i mean i just have a really big question Uh uh-oh are we gonna let the elevator break us down Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I get I couldn't pass that moment. That that was great. I love that song. It it gives me all the (laughs) all of the music. The music is great. The music in this film is wonderful. But when now I think about with the film and I listen to When Doves Cry and Die for You after watching the film, it's kind of like, is this a dance song? Is it? Okay. I will die for you. Yeah. I mean, I still kind of want to dance, though. I mean, I hate the part that I will die for you, but I'm kind of. Mm. And then it, they did the gun. Uh, right. For Too much. You. Too much. A lot. Damn it, yeah, she was into it. She was. <laughs> she was really into it. You know. Uh, I didn't like it, but like you said, we we can we can get into the diagnosis. I got us all off track. I'm sorry. You're not like talking about shit. Well, let's start on a light note. Go with Morris first. Um, The criteria that I felt that he met is, well, narcissism is a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, uh, (laughs) including a need for admiration, lack of empathy, beginning in early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts. And the criteria that I felt that he met specifically in Purple Rain, requiring excessive admiration, having a sense of entitlement. There's Mm. more. Um, Being (laughs) interpersonally exploitive, lacking empathy, evidenced by the house, the family and shows arrogant, haughty behaviors and attitudes. I mean, yeah, that like he is definitely, if there was a book that we could put his picture in for narcissistic oh, the personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we could put his picture along with all the others' pictures like from the movies that we have. We just need to start collecting them and just like putting them under that that would be cool anyway so um merch coming soon <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to figure out what narcissism looks like these are the people that <laughs> you can go to in the movies to see just exactly how but for him especially when what comes to mind with like just not um thinking that he needs to be in a certain place and um or with certain people is the fact that he asked for this champagne and they're like, so who's paying for this, more. <laughs> he's like, you know, who like Apollonia pretty much is going to be paying <laughs> for this bottle, which would suck. Um, but also just the fact that he's now trying to create this girl group and trying to become that main attraction, even though he's a performer there himself, like he's still wanting that that spotlight that kid has. And I agree that he was he was in this competition. Like, and kid is like, you're not even on my level. Speaking of which, who was a better performer? I not taking a fact that it, this is Prince. Like, okay, so are we saying Prince? Or are we saying the kid? The kid. So are we saying the kid? Oh, then the then kid. Then day in the time. Then it's the time. What? No. Have you heard? <laughs> Got a new dance it's called the bird <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> what absolutely not you heard the uh the owner of the bar no mm. one is into that weird shit this is not for your own personal <laughs> well what if what are we using the stage for that's where artists do they thing what you mean not for oh, my yeah, personal yeah. Issue. <laughs> I can't lie, the moons, the moons had me, man. I was like, hold on, what's this? One, two, three, four. And, you know, I'm trying to get the count for the eight count. <laughs> my Say it sum, man, eight. right. Mm-hmm. Kill him with shocious just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, he was smooth. He was smooth. But there was a reason why the kid was pretty much the headliner. I'm just saying. He had he had what it he had the star. You, you know. He had me. I'm not going to lie, especially when he was humping at that, that speaker system. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny at the same time, too. Like, what, doing? what is this movement? What, this are you doing? <laughs> what is this? I don't know. It was like, it's uncomfortable to watch, but I can't stop watching this. What is, I what is look happening? Away. I can't. I can't look away. <laughs> But I, I did I did feel like Morris definitely had symptoms. hmm mm-hmm. If he was your client what form of what type of treat what would you do with Morris? <laughs> I can't even phrase that and just what would you do with him? <laughs> what would you do with him? <laughs> throw him away? I'm just kidding. I would I would throw him away. <laughs> the interesting thing you know now that I know I could like I didn't realize that Morris was high the entire time, and now <laughs> that I know that I'm like, yeah, it makes sense because now I'm thinking like, could there be substance use here? Because for the, some of the behaviors that he had, like, I mean, well, I don't know because they're, they're entertainers, they're in the entertainment world, they're at a club, so why would he not come out from a performance, Apollonius, Apollonius performance, drunk? but also suited that? and booted. Okay. He was ready. <laughs> ready to get it. I gave Jerome the night out. But anyway, mm. If, mm. No, scandalous. <laughs> scandalous. Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, okay. So w- what
0: would you do with him if he, if he was your client? If he <laughs> <laughs> skipped on into your office. if he came into my office like that honey i'd be on the floor (laughs) where you come from (laughs) come from in a hurry going nowhere fast um goodness that that is that is a heavy one because i'm thinking what would he come to me for like would he even Mm. see himself having a problem in the first place to say, yeah, I need to go talk to someone. Right. Um, And so from what I can see, he doesn't really necessarily have anything that's so pressing that he would say, I need help. Most narcissists don't. (laughs) 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 I didn't Uh, mean for it to sound like that, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, damn. (laughs) It's a lot of like, I'm dealing with the issues of others around me. Yes. And which then becomes, um, mm-hmm. once you, you meet with them and kind of figure out, oh, okay, there's, there's some more. traits here yeah, where it seems like you continue to be the center of mm-hmm. these things. Let's do some further assessments see, you know, learn more about you. And I feel mm-hmm. like we would have to do so much like motivational interviewing with him just mm-hmm. for him to get to a place mm-hmm. of less ambivalence because of his yes. grandiose sense of self yes. that we would have to do that before we could even do begin to see what the, the issues actually are. Right, right. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think if, if I were to push a little of like what would bring him into the office, maybe something career oriented, likely. Mm-hmm. Um, because with the way that, you know, the kid has that last performance, you know, and pretty much has this standing ovation for him that that would likely cause some type of feeling for Maurice to feel like, okay, what am I going to do now? was Maurice? Not Morris. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's me. I couldn't let you rock. <laughs> I couldn't let it go. I couldn't. It's have. me. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I don't understand. I'm going to be that mother that's going to call all 15 of her children's name before she calls the actual child that You're she wants. having 15 children. Oh. I mean, there's like 15 children in my life now as an aunt. Like, I'm going to call all my nieces and nephews name before I call my own child's name. Uh, uh, what, uh, what's your name? <laughs> you know your name. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um. What's his name? Morris. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, once we figure out exactly what the issue is working with Morris, I think that he would be a pleasure to work with. I think that eventually he would um, get to a place where he is willing to have some um, flexibility. He just would have to be very much so dictating what that looks like. Yes. I think he still wants to be in control of certain things. And with with Morris, would you allow him to bring Jerome into session? <coughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> He's my emotional support person. Jerome, bring mirror. <laughs> Bro, listen. No, Jerome, <laughs> stay in the waiting room with the mirror, please. Just wait. He's almost done. <laughs> your hour is up next, Jerome. <laughs> you come after, okay? Fill out your paperwork while you're there. No, um, <laughs> for for like no, absolutely not because it it, it is that you know a, a dependent type of relationship. Absolutely, um, mm-hmm. I I wonder too. Like, okay, so it looks like we're now moving into Jerome, and and with Jerome, so, it it looks like he's afraid of stardom for himself. Like he he may be capable. He has ta- he has talent. He can dance. He can sing, which is why he's up there on stage with him. But can I, I wonder, do, do we hear do him sing? He sing? Do, do we we he get a mic, friends? Let's. I know he's moving and dancing, and you know it might be moving his lips. But do he, do he have a mic? You know, I'm just assuming that he had a mic because he tells Morris. Morris tells him, like, I don't need you on stage. I need you in the in the in the crowd when when she's here, and that's when now he had like, he, 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 now Jerome. Like, yeah owe it but to I, him, but I don't remember Jerome. He, I feel like Jerome has talent, and he is just O-E-O, playing small. O-E-O. That's it. He was the O-E-O. Okay? And I feel like he's not really confident, but I can be, he plays it small. He plays it small to be in association with Morris. 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 And so that's why, see, see these are the questions. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just let it go. Uh, these are the questions <laughs> that made it difficult for me to diagnose Jerome. So I didn't mm. end up really diagnosing him with a, like, not a DSM uh, criteria diagnosis because I don't feel like it's dependent personality disorder because it seems like he he doesn't have any distress with being a flunky. Like, he Ooh. enjoys it. This brings but him pleasure. Is it is it that he's a flunky or is that he's... The manager, because he technically manages worse. the mirror. Managing. That's thats a lot of, like, arm work, okay? He is in charge of the girls. <laughs> he is, okay? <laughs> apollonium He is. Uh, um, mm. He was, just don't doing know. His job. he was just doing his job. He he delivered the kid the tickets. Okay. Look, he did everything that was, was the driver. Him, And I feel like my only thing that I would want to potentially build with Jerome is mm-hmm. just some boundaries. Is are you okay with the level of which are your office hours from nine to five? <laughs> <laughs> they're not. Like, <laughs> what do, do we need to establish that? Because clearly you're working around the clock. And so do we need to do we need some to to more clearly delineate what your role is as the manager? Are you comfortable with your job description and the duties that you are responsible for? Are you okay with throwing bitches in the in the trash dump? Like, Bruh. is that okay with you? <laughs> or would you like a little bit more distance between you and Morris's personal dealings? First of all, I completely completely forgot about that. Like, how could you? How could you? Again, so easy in that trash heap. And it was like, boom, let's just close the lid on that. (laughs) And proceeds to just walk away. You know, so the thought that I had when I saw that, I was like, yo, this is like high school. Like, how old are these individuals too, right? Like, for you to do that, that is so high school. I they mean, the Princess school? name was the kid. So maybe they're like 18. Eight, okay. Right. Like 21. So between like 21, 18. Maybe if I was... Maybe 21. Because they're in the born. bar. Mm. Had to be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the kid still live with, lives with his parents. I know some girl know. folks are still live with their parents. So but, I mean, no very judgment. much so. And there's no... no ju- listen, there's Just no teeth. judgment. Especially now in this economy, baby. I wish my mom and daddy were here so I could move in with them and scooch over. Let me get that room downstairs. Um, so <laughs> sneaking in into my room. But anyhow, I I really I don't understand. I don't understand the purpose of that. Like they they really just. Oh, they will won- They were womanizers in that scene, like you. I think that was the the purpose of the scene is to show their blatant disregard and for women, their level of disrespect, how they viewed women. It set the mm-hmm. scene for how they interacted later on with the group, the girl group, as well as Apollonia. Yeah. Apologia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just honestly, in the whole like the whole thing, the whole cast of, as far as men treat and the treatment of women they all kind of sucked because I mean I we mean, can't that's excuse why, the kid uh, either that's why Minneapolis is known for it's pimping culture because there's oh. a certain level of it's hard out here for them women in Minnesota from what I understand now it it's moved and they have a lot of they have a big stripper stripper culture out there now you wouldn't think so they but do. I heard that the strip clubs out there are amazing Girl, I was there and I didn't even go. It, I feel some type of way. You were slacking. You didn't purify yourself. You didn't I taint did. yourself neither. We road I trip. Got <laughs> <it> all that. <laughs> all right. I mean, it's only like what six hours from here, so we could definitely do it. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was all it was all questionable, like how they they treated women in this um also the 80s also the, also the 80s very much i don't know what i would do if i was in that damn dumpster i would i would i would stay and i would let them leave because I don't want nobody around. To see me have to like crawl out. Cause you gotta do out. one leg first and then <laughs> swing your body. So like it would have been all bad. <laughs> but like he would have to die. I would have to put a hit out on him. I would have to count all my Get little that, pennies. Right. That is not to, the to last order time order you will see me because yeah. it might be because you're not gonna see the nigga coming that's gonna kill you. I mean, no. I'm gonna hurt. I'm gonna make your life hell. What? No. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna pop up Hi. fucking with you all the time Just because. You know, slashing tires, you know, giving you just inconvenience, slash three tires instead of all four. You know what I'm saying? Just dumb stuff. Just, I don't you. know, because what's not going to happen is you ever throw me in the trash again. No, that, that will never happen. But I would let you know you wouldn't. Yeah, no, no. Ooh. <laughs> I can, I'm, I'm just imagining, like, being in the trash. It did, like, not only did you throw me in the trash, but then you closed the lid. Then you closed. So, it's, it's, I'm losing it's, my it's shit. She closed the lid. It's what no. you closed lid. Oh my mind. I just snapped. I'm insane I just now. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm crazy. I, I was super saying out of the damn trash can like yeah. <laughs> that's <was>, it. It's <laughs> not climbing up. <out. laughs> like a fucking raccoon. Like i like be <laughs> <laughs> all over you like a spider monkey. Okay, baby, you you. The way I'm grabbing you before you could even put me in there. I'm yo, I would not have uh, let Jerome go. I would no. have not let Jerome His go. His whole would blazer would have... have been in there with me. Fuck out of here. What? <laughs> I'm wrapping my legs around Jerome. No, hey, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. She went, she went in there too willingly, friends. She just she just went in. She, I think she just kind of jumped. She jumped in it. Cause she he had tossed to. it like she was so light, like oh okay. no, he was being a gem. So the gym. The way I out. would have uh, koala beared him. Mm. Okay. Not going nowhere. <laughs> they throwing all this thickness in there like that. you gonna have to you better squat a little sometimes. Some shoe. <laughs> I'm, making, oh my I'm making myself big, like I'm stretching out, like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> putting my fin- foot against the <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> garbage can, no. Mm-mm. I don't care if it's in the, in, in the, in the 80s. <laughs> no, that wasn't going uh, to happen Okay, I'm not going to order a hit because that's illegal, but I'm beating up your mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm push her down the stairs and fighting. I'm beating up your mama I'm beating up your sister I'm beating up your female cousins and if I can't do it then I'm getting some somebody else to do it because every woman that you associate with <laughs> Girl, <laughs> crazy so I have to catch the fury that I now have because you put me in a trash can matter of fact I'm not beating up your mama I'm going to her house I'm sitting down I'm having tea with your mama and I'm telling her that you put me in a trash can I'm telling. Yes. So that she, can mama, beat you. she put me in a trash can and I'm making her. I'm, I'm having her tell you that I need an apology. Now you yep. have to apologize to me because you put me in a trash can. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if she don't do that, then I'm going to be the, in a house. In a house. Because mm-hmm. your mom needs to ask me because why she didn't teach you to respect women? put me Period. in a trash can. I don't know what I would do. See, I don't went through so many different scenarios because just the thought of it makes me <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I, I, spent
1: I no idea what I would minutes. do.
0: We <laughs> spent 15 minutes talking about what we going to do if we ever got thrown in the trash yeah, can. That's diagnosis. <laughs> just uh, the thought. You're <laughs> <laughs> so angry. Okay. All right. So who's next on this list? <laughs> Over Apollonia. You know... I think Apollonia, I would, I would have loved to know a little bit more about her and like where she came from having to not skip out on $37 worth of cab fare. Why do we never get backstories on our women? They are (laughs) never fully developed characters, Hmm. especially in the 80s. Because we're not even fully developed like beings in our economy. The fact that we still have to be policed for our bodies it's a whole other thing. So, is that true? It is. So, I, I, oh! I would love, <laughs> I would love to give her a diagnosis. I, okay, but there's okay, nothing. nothing. Do you have one? Yeah, for her? I, no. But even the name Apollonia, like it, it, it. <laughs> Apollonia. So, Apollonia the 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 Greek uh, mythology person, Ap- Apollonia means belonging to Apollo, so even her as a person in mythology just meant that she belonged to a man. Damn, Sean, heard your phone. So, Greek mythology. I guess it's I guess it's appropriate, but so the only thing I gave her was a z code of Z sixty three relationship distress with partner. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that pretty much it for me. Cause that's all we damn know of hers is being a love she, interest. She, uh, yeah. And then like, okay, like I said, I like you. You skip out on Cafe, Fair. You're from New Orleans. Why don't are you here? Like she don't know at all. I mean, she might have that Creole skin complexion or whatever, but it' body. So for me, it was like, okay. She's here. She she's trying, she's just trying to make it. Right. And I feel like And is willing to do whatever to make it. Oof. Oof. That part. Which I feel like, (laughs) you know, kid picks up on and kind of takes advantage of it. Both both Morris and Kid and the kid. The desperation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but but she's beautiful too. So it's just like, damn, well, if you just going if you're desperate, baby, let me help you find your way. <laughs> yeah. First, you have <laughs> to purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka. And then it's like, this ain't even Lake Minnetonka. The food? I got in this cold ass water. Mind you, mind you, let's talk about the season. This is fucking Minnesota. I know that water was cold as hell. I know it was cold as hell. <laughs> they ride around in leather honey that that water was like it was negative i'm Mm. certain it was just now defrosting it it was like (laughs) 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 that might have been a good spring clip maybe i don't know but anyway so um apollonia um appleton she doesn't get a diagnosis I don't even know. Like if she was my client. We if she's my client, we haven't even done intake yet. Like she literally just walked in the door because I don't know anything about her. Like I need yeah. to do intake with her. I need to learn. Like Yeah. Like family history. Did did, did she even hint at her family? Like be no nothing. Yeah. And you have you got siblings. The biggest question daddy. that you asked, why are you here? Yeah. Other than Start that, there. this club. Well, this club that they're all performing at is like where people come and then they blow up. So she takes her last little hundred dollars, stay at this little motel that Prince—I mean, that the kid can't come to. It's not because nobody there. It's just that it's raggedy, and (laughs) there might be some type of possum under the bed trying to attack. That ain't no damn puppy. <laughs> right that's the least of their words right so um yeah i don't know i don't have anything uh, even if she was my client i don't even know what the prognosis or what we would work on we do an intake that's if she's my client that's it. We, we, okay intake.
1: That's it. That's let's, let's start
0: there okay. um moving right along go on to kid the kid the kid um he raggedy i'm raggedy the kid, not Prince. Prince, the kid. Um, wow, there's a lot there, honestly. Um, for me, I, I was. it was hard to really pinpoint what I wanted to diagnose him with. Bentley, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, you heard Sorry. him. <laughs> he be loud as hell, friends I don't even know. And don't nobody be there at the door. He just be ready to bark when he hear the elevator open. We, we gotta work He on guard. Top like, I died right. for this shit too. So. He did. I will Anywho, the kid. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so the one the one thing that could possibly be given to him um would be uh paranoid personality disorder. I, I just, thought about that heavily, but I don't I don't know. And so I just kinda ended up going with um adjustment okay it's wrong though because like what are we even adjusting to what i really feel like is this is um what we are seeing is the result of adverse childhood experiences him continuing to Mm -hmm. witness this domestic violence in his home being constantly involved within the cycles of abuse that Mm -hmm. kind of instability and um uh insecure attachment style as a result of it and him kind of trying to navigate relationships based on the negative relationships that he sees at home, Mm -hmm. kind of not wanting to repeat those behaviors, but also not doing the work to gain an emotional intelligence to not repeat those behaviors and then repeating the behaviors and feeling terrible. Um, Just which is part of then him becoming a part of the cycle of abuse. And so then him wanting to break that, which I hope happens We don't know, but yeah, it it is all kind (laughs) of (laughs) gross. So I, the reason why I would consider paranoid personality disorder for both the kid and his father, um, more so it like when you look at the diagnostic criteria, it's a pervasive Mm -hmm. distrust and suspiciousness of others, such as their motives and inter- interpreted as um, malevolent beginning by early adulthood. So clearly, he's in early adulthood, um, suspects without sufficient um, basis um, that others are exploiting, harming, or deceiving him or her. And this isn't not, this is not only just for Apollonia, but also for um, Wendy Dam. Wendy Dam. Yes. Right. Because he's like, you know, so what? what is it? Y'all trying to, you trying to take my bike too? You know, um, when they're asking, you know, can you, can you try listening to our music? Can you just listen? Can you listen listen to the songs? Can you just listen to them? Like, I want to know, what did did he think that one day was trying to do?
1: And two,
0: what was it going to hurt you listening to the song? Exactly. Worst case scenario is that it's trash. You tell them it's trash and you move the fuck on. Right. And I think it was just this preoccupied feeling that the music that they would produce would be better than his and then that they'll, you know, get the spotlight and they'll move on and not. It was giving Ike Turner Mm -hmm. origin story. It was giving Ike. Um, (laughs) Let's (laughs) see. So we need we need at least four, four or more for the criteria. So there's one is preoccupied with unjustified doubts uh, about the loyalty and trustworthiness of friends and associates. So he has that. Definitely, um, is reluctant reluctant to confide in others because of unwarranted, unwarranted fear that the information will be used maliciously against him and her. And
1: we don't, don't know, know that for sure, that.
0: but we do see that he's just reluctant to confide in others. Yeah, and I, I think Morris doesn't even really give him much reason to do that. No, not Morris, but like his band okay. members, he's kind of yeah. slow to warm with Apollonia. Yeah, yeah, hmm. I agree. Uh, reads hidden, demeaning, or threatening meanings into um, benign remarks or events. So his uh, his attacks were very blatant. He didn't yeah. have to read into a damn thing. How's right. the family? Okay. Is very clear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, persistently bears grudges, unforgiving of insults, injuries, or slights. I think that was evident in his performance, especially when with uh, Apollonia when she came back in after her performance. And the um, fact that he slapped the shit out of her just because she was going to go work with Morris. Obviously, that's the biggest one. How did I forget <laughs> that one? <laughs> um, and then perceived attacks on his or her character or reputation that are not apparent. I mean, I wouldn't say that the attacks weren't um perceived like a perceived attack. Like they were attacking him and his talent, like like his ability to keep a crowd. Like that was that was legit. Um has recurrent suspicions without justification regarding fidelity of spouse or sexual partner and that again comes with Apollonia you know um is it me or is it him because I want you yeah because which is a great song yeah. but I don't ever want to be asked that question ever why ever. you insecure what why is you worried about him Because. Okay. He needs to know. But I if you want me, know. why is you worried about him? I gotta know. No, you don't. <laughs> I want you. Then shut the fuck up and come get me. <laughs> Stop all that stage humping and, and come over here and talk. <laughs> but I can't. I don't. I don't know how to use my words. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not, we're not nice, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's it. I mean, okay, and I, and I did talk about his dad, but we we can talk about dad as a as a yeah, we'll talk, we can talk about that next. But yeah, I think. I think I would just like to see it in more variety of settings. And so it would Mm. definitely be something that I would be either ruling out or a provision, Mm -hmm. a provisional diagnosis. But I would just want more information and to further assess for paranoid personality disorder. I mean, he did give me. Well, never mind. I would be treating. These mm-hmm. other more pervasive things first though. Like mm-hmm. the fact that your father just attempted suicide. Like those like right. the immediate things. Yeah. Like, those those the, are huge. Yeah. Yeah. You are still in the house and there is domestic violence happening. He is hitting you and knocking your little ass. Oh, he press flew. <laughs> <laughs> flew then he flew right into that vegetab. And yeah. so like those things are going to be much more pervasive, much more like in the moment here and now safety planning like those things are going to be very pressing um and so we would have to address those things first before we can even get to a potential personality disorder quite honestly that might come like months later yeah yeah i think the other thing too is like anger management right um so although we are upset and we are angry how are we managing that and not taking it out on Apollonia, especially, you know, what what do you think? Anyone, is the prog- anyone? Oh, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but what is your prognosis for their relationship? Because I, I mean, it does seem as if they're like a thing now, so. But they're both also very talented and that but i don't feel like their relationship can handle either one of their success and so given their level of talent i think they potent- have the potential to both be successful i don't think that either one of them could handle the other being successful i think apollonia would end like it would literally look very much like his mom and dad's relationship because I don't know if I might be like making this up in my mind but it does seem as though that they both were successful artists and his dad became more of the prominent one because she was like you don't let me have fun like what what does fun looked like and I, I would assume like not just running the streets but actually performing and being out late at night in these clubs and having a good time as a performer. If we talk about Apollonia or the parents? The parents, like his mom. Oh, okay. I was so confused for a second. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was thinking like his mom must have been somewhat of like a performer but whether it's a dancer or a singer and his dad, you know, kind of was like, no. I need you to believe in me. I'm the performer. I'm I'm gonna be the person that that's gonna be, the star. So I think because um, the kid hit her so early on in their relationship, I don't see their relationship fully developing into the mother and the father of the kid. I don't see it mirroring that because her initial reaction was getting the fuck up out of there and breaking up. And I don't. we just with cycles of abuse it seems like there would have to be much more poured into for him to then win her back in that way for that cycle of abuse to continue she gave if she gave if he were to strike her again then the relationship would be over as opposed to okay it's done for now and then there's the period of calm and then the tensions build there's an the incident like before that would happen it seems like after this reconciliation if he were to strike her again, then that would be the end of the relationship. She has so much more resources at this point. And with the relationship being so early, I don't see it them having the time put in to for him, for the cycle of abuse to fully manifest in that way, if that makes sense. It does. I do feel that the cycle has already begun because I agree. He hit her twice, you know. It was twice? Yeah, because it was one in the bedroom when she said that she initially wanted to work with Morris. Uh Uh-huh. And then he hit her. And, right? And then he hit her when they were in that under the bridge way. But when he was on his bike and he, well, he didn't hit her. He pushed her. She fell down. And he got on top of her and act like she was he was gonna hit her, and he didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, abuse is a sneaky it a sneak up on you. It yeah, is, you right. Fuck around and find out you been getting gas whooped all the time. And then, so and it wasn't just like the the physical. It was now the emotional part too. When when he initially when it was that initial uh, strike was like. Do you even know what he's about? Do you know who Morris is? you know what he's about? And it's like that fear. He was trying to instill some fear and mistrust with, with who she was about to try to, you know, be in well, business with. How effective with. is that? Do you know who this man is? Nigga, I don't know who you are right now. You uh, just met right. me. You just- <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know, so I don't know who neither of you motherfuckers is. I right? might have a just want to Go home. Right. I don't know if I know my name right now. I don't want no more. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I think with that, it's like, again, the things that we would be treating right away, we would be needing to look at those things before we ever even get to anything else. I, Mm -hmm. I don't, they, relationship, it looked terrible to me. I don't want no parts of it. That's why I said, if you ever, if anybody of romance looks like this, there are ways for you to get help. There are ways for you to get out. Unfortunately, it does take on average seven times for an individual to successfully leave a Mm. domestically violent situation. Mm. Intimate partner violence is, it's a vicious, terrible cycle that happens a lot more than any of us can even imagine. And so Mm. I don't, even it I don't even want to think of a world where they stay together and their relationship eventually turns into that. I would hope that there are um, that with each of their success, they're able to garner enough resources to where they no longer are together. It's unhealthy. And it both is. of them have a lot of work to do on themselves so that they can build and sustain healthy relationships within themselves and with others. Absolutely. And when you mentioned like the the cycles. Um, it feels like right now, especially with his father um, being in the hospital, it's like this is the reconciliation stage of of the cycle. And um it's not that he's kind or loving to her. It's more so like, I need you, I want you you know, type of like feel, you know, so she feels like she has a purpose. Um, and then it would just continue for the next ci- cycle once that tension builds again. So it, it could be his fame that causes the next set of tension and she's feeling like she's not getting her needs met. But I agree. Like, nonetheless, it, it doesn't, it's giving very um, toxic. The second that is violent is more than toxic and it's not okay. And yeah. somebody, everyone in the situation needs help. Everybody, I mean, even with his mom and dad, like you know, seeing, seeing, seeing the 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 shot of her in the hospital asleep on him, you know, it's like that's my man. I'm gonna stick beside him, you know? and unfortunately, like- it's usually how those situations play out hopefully there is a social worker or some sort or something is going on there's some type of assessment going on in the hospital Mm -hmm. if not just for the father but for the family so that some sort some level of resources can be provided to this family because they are in desperate need of it um for the father i was less paranoid personality disorder and more mm. thinking um borderline personality disorder mm. just because of the some of the things I, th- I think that are similar between the two i just felt like he better fit the criteria for the other um and i don't you can we can talk about it whether you feel like this might be a bias or just what you feel like um maybe I'm seeing something differently. I felt like there were the frantic efforts to avoid, in, in this case, manage, imagine, imagined, imagined abandonment with him saying like the, the, she trying to leave and he, she doing, she going off and she doing all these things and that she's not doing at all. And it's that because he thinks that she's trying to leave him where that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. And so he's, Being very restrictive with her, not letting her go out, not letting her have family, friends, uh, uh, fun, like she said, which is one of the things that unfortunately comes along with power and control is that using isolation and intimidation, trying to keep people um, close there. I also saw the pattern of unstable and intense interpersonal relationships. By with the we see the um, alternating between extremes of idealization and devaluation. So we're seeing the outward devaluation. Keep this house clean. You don't. You're not doing this. But then when Apollonia is a grown ass woman and is snuck into her man's house, <laughs> she sees <laughs> the mother and mm-hmm. father like passionately kissing on the couch. And so seeing mm-hmm. the balance between the two, that it's not always bad. There is this kind of splitting that is happening between the two. And then I also felt like he met the criteria with. Um, um, the I, we don't know if there is actual suicidal behavior or self-harm, but he is saying stuff like I would die for you like mm-hmm. I would he's saying different stuff like that multiple times um, I'm imagining chronic feelings of emptiness, but we don't have any evidence of that. There is also though the inappropriate intense anger or difficulty controlling anger with the frequent displays of temper, uh, the physical assaults, those things that are happening. And what I noticed too, is the transient stress-related paranoid ideations, as well as the severe um, dissociative symptoms. So it seems like there were times where he was like fully checking out, Mm -hmm. which to me, I'm like, okay, I'm wondering if that is some dissociation. We have the paranoia there. But so I felt like the, the things that we were seeing were just better fit by BPD hmm so i was kind of in between with um paranoid because like similar to what i what i gave the kid um and for me now that i heard you mention like the different criteria for you said uh borderline not borderline. Mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah um i wonder if schizotypal Um, personality disorder is something to consider too um, because there's a pervasive pattern of social and interpersonal um, defects marked by acute discomfort with and reduced capacity for close relationship as well as by cognitive perpetual distortions um, and eccentricities eccentricities I can't say that word of, of behavior beginning by early adulthood um and so ideas of reference um odd beliefs or magical thinking that are influenced by behavior inconsistent with subcultural norms um the fact that he said that um you have no business leaving this house you're always sneaking around you're a goddamn sinner i'm wondering if there was like a cultural or spiritual belief that made him feel that like she she's she's not to be trusted or that she's a sinner or the devil or whatever that the case may be um unusual um no I don't think that's the case Odd thinking and speech Eh, suspicious and paranoid ideation I think that's still there I don't know if it's a I think it's the inappropriate and constricted affect that also stood out for me right like he was either very angry or it was like he was like you said checked out the behavior or appearance that is odd. I wouldn't say that he had an odd appearance, but his behavior was was odd in how he talks about her being home and just being able to provide all the things that she needs. And I'm giving you a roof over your head. Um, and it gives me the right to to act the way I act because I'm giving you this. Um, a lack of close friends or confidence other than the first degree uh, relatives. We don't know enough about that, but it does seem as if it's just him and her. Like, the fact that she has to sneak out to have fun or to be social says that there might be limitations on that. So, I don't know. I, I think I would probably need a little more in order for me to give this diagnosis, but he's given, he's given me some type of personality disorder for sure. It's... Th- so I think that for me, I don't think that the DSM does a good job enough of fully explaining bizarre or odd behavior, mm-hmm. because to I think that that is easily easily dismissive. Um, mm. As opposed to, is it just outside of social norm? Is mm. it just where it's to the point where it's it's nonsensical? It's not you're not you're not even like forming coherent sentences, mm. like mm-hmm. as opposed to where like certain is like that makes no sense because mm-hmm. it's it's paranoid thinking, as opposed to like that doesn't make sense because it's not physically possible type stuff. And so like um, I think that the DSM could do a better job of being more clear with those things because mm-hmm. sometimes I think that I n- have seen it then becomes a gray area. You know what it I mean? It does. It does. So and then, I feel yeah. like schizotypal, ugh, I can never say the word, but <laughs> <laughs> schizotypal to me seems like it is more in line with the the nonsensical bizarreness that we sometimes see in schizophrenia, where we see mm-hmm. like some some form of delusion a little bit, as opposed to just mm-hmm. your behavior is not a social norm. Um, right. Right. Yeah, I think if that too. Yeah, I think too. Like we we have to we have to um, exclude those that um, that would be schizophrenia, bi- bipolar disorder or depressive disorder with psychotic features. So th- those are still things that we can still consider for his diagnosis because again, we don't have enough, and we we, we don't also have no evidence have, of psychosis, right? But um, we don't get enough we only get the kids Mm -hmm. vision or view point of view of him of the situation Mm -hmm. so we don't know enough end of the story we need further assessment but based on what we have we are leaning more so personality disorder um yeah yeah and i i do i do want to like if as far as working with him i would assess for You know, I would do like a sassy type of, you know, evaluation or assessment to determine um, substance use um, and alcohol use. Because of the type of rage that he had, I feel as if that was like alcohol or substance induced. Like for him to have hit his wife and his son, um, I don't think that's just, oh, I'm angry and I'm going to just start going off. I feel like that might have been a result of drinking that caused him to be the, at that level. Also, it could still the drinking could still also be something that helps them be um intimate with each other which is seen, you know, as they're as they're passionately kissing, there's there's alcohol present, you know. Um so I I wouldn't exclude that as a possibility as well. At the end of the day, his issues of power and control are the things that are most prevalent in their relationship, I think that the level of treatment that he's going to receive in the hospital is just going to address the suicidality, and so he hopefully then can continue regardless of the disorder. I definitely feel like we need to DBT mm. here. Have at it first. <laughs> let's yeah. let's very be, be very structured, be very built skills building from the from the onset of that um my prognosis is so terrible because i don't from an understanding kind of the like we said before cycles of abuse this could potentially be result of him learning how to relate to women not understanding certain things inability to express himself and so now he is using intimidation he's using privilege in a certain way clearly using his child there has at some point in the chaos of the situation um it's definitely a family where there is high expressed emotion levels and so I don't know if the hospitals are going to suggest family therapy but I think it's so desperately needed um Mm -hmm. I think that that would be he needs his own individual counseling. He also could benefit from a group as well as seeing seen, uh family wise, which uh, does sound very intensive. But we also have to keep in mind that he had a failed suicide attempt. So it's to the right. point now where he's attempting suicide. So we do need intensive um, levels of care at this point. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it is, while always recommended, we don't know. If he will receive those levels of care but that's just what i would recommend i think definitely starting off maybe a dbt group family-wise just getting at some of those roles building some of that stuff and then whatever if there is further assessment for a personality disorder how that in that individual uh therapist would want to treat the client would then pursue after that um but yeah I think so for- it's, like, it's a complex case. It's a very interesting case. Um, mm-hmm. He clearly has uh, lots of talent that is inside of him and that inability to, 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 to perform, to get it out for people to hear his music. Um, uh, from what I understand of creativity, it creates a certain level of distress. And so mm-hmm. whatever, all of the things that he's already experiencing, that coupled on top of it, the fact that he's hiding his music, that he's hiding and he's expressing himself, which mm-hmm. also lets me know then that you are expressing other emotions. There's a level of exp- black expression repression that's happening actually and it's only coming out as rage and anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's a very interesting case um but also unfortunately he's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Especially for men of that era. So prognosis is still terrible though. We <laughs> keep it, it a buck. It is. Unfortunately, I think just from my experience, you know, being in, in substance use or, you know, working in that space for some time, it's really hard for me to, to not, um, consider that as a, as a part of the treatment and prognosis, especially because domestic violence typically co-occurs with substance abuse and so, or alcohol abuse and, I, I also feel that that alcohol use is also the reason why he might not be performing or he's not performing or hasn't, you know, kind of tanked his career is because of the issues with substance. Um, so for me, that's still like a real, like, poignant part of like his, his, his issues and concerns for me. Um, and so I would even go as far as to like having him continue his hospitalization like, Inpatient, like, or staying, like, if he, once he heals and recovers from the injury, the next thing would be, okay, so let's, let's consider inpatient hospitalization or, you know, outpatient or partial, something that's going to help deal with, like, the actual um, abuse or not abuse, um, substance use disorder. He had a full-on attempt, so he's staying. They keeping him. Yeah. They keeping him until they, until they can clear him. He's, he's, it's not just. And he's going to have an extensive recovery time on top oh, yeah. of that. Like he's already going to be in there for a while. You, well, and you now we have to monitor. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what level of brain damage happened. We don't right. know if, you know, yeah. f- it physically he right. is going to be competent to a certain extent. Right. We don't, we don't know because we just see him come in and kiss them as they're both sleeping. And so we don't know exactly yeah. like what level What's, it's at. Yeah. yeah. And then like, you know, when we think about the recovery process, we also think about pain, pain medication. What is that going to look like now that that's a factor into this? But again, we don't know what his prognosis is. But yeah, like you said, it's just it's not looking great for, for the father. Is the mother going to turn into which caller from Diary by Black Woman and real roll his ass into the tub after them years of abuse? We are left we just know. very wide open, especially as far as prognosis, because we don't get much of like what happens next after this. And I didn't no. diagnose the mother other the the mother other the mother <laughs> either. Just uh, with gave her the Z code subsequent encounter of spouse violence physical mm-hmm. confirmed um, mm-hmm. because it, this is clearly. We see it multiple times just in the film. So we're assuming mm. that this is every Tuesday or whatever. It's just something that's recurrently happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, I hope, is seeking treatment as well, uh, individually, as long as, along with potential family therapy that happens down the line once we fi- figure out whether or not father is able to even do that. But mm-hmm. that would be a lot for her to unlearn. Yeah, it would. Uh, It just the only people that the movie appears to make seem has like this happy ending. Would essentially be, you know, the kid and Apollonia. But it again, it doesn't. That shit ain't happy. I know. It's not. No, it's not giving no, happy no, at no. All. You know who's happy at the end of the fucking movie? Morris, Morris and Jerome. The mm-hmm. time. The time is great in fucking the revolution. The revolution is on a high. They just had a great yeah. evening, and I hope mm-hmm. that the kid and his and his un un. un willingness to, to recognize his, his uh, the complex trauma doesn't mm-hmm. drag them down. I hope Wendy and the other girl do damn take off and write great music mm-hmm. for somewhere the fuck else and, and benefit from it because they need to get as far away the fuck from the kid as they possibly can be or just continue to work with him solely professionally and not let his uh, just... Uh, the refusal to heal continue to hold them up to the point where you he not even listening to your music because the second that yeah. he did y'all performed it so like just I hope that they are also able to recognize like that they can do things on their own and w- stay a part of the revolution work with him and also do things on the side that it just doesn't have to go through him I hope that Apollonia get the hell up out of there and work on herself and go off and be a star even though I don't think she can say that good, but just me anywho Going off from that, Morris and Jerome are happy.
1: Prognosis is yeah, fucking
0: great for them. Yeah. I mean, they, they all right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they they still out there looking for the next talented group. And as long Six as they don't throw it. them bitches into the trash can, they will be just fine. <sighs> you know, now that you mentioned the trash can, I don't, I don't know, friend. I don't know if <laughs> they're going to have a good prognosis. I don't know, because they're going to come across the right one. Mm-hmm. And find themselves in the trash can. So. So then you know what? This is a terrible ending for everyone except for the revolution. I hope that the revolution um this goes on to that. Hopefully they leave the key to find Prince and be his band. Let's see it. We need a revolution. We need a revolution. The song was resolution. Oh. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> On that (laughs) note, If you would like to support the show To help us get more content out to you all You can visit our website and follow the support the show Link to become a (laughs) Patreon member Or donate on our cash app Now we're happy to get the kind of money that jingles But we'd rather the kind that folds As always be sure to follow us on Instagram At the DSM podcast And you can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts While you're there go ahead and leave us a comment Because we are counselors And we actually care about what you have to say until next time, you are peace. Okay, bye, you send a bow.